can we improve our prayer life? Why should we pray more and worry less? Join us today on Family Shield as we learn what the Bible says about prayer, discuss how to improve our prayer life, help our children learn to pray, and share stories of how God answers prayers. This is Kay Meyer, president of Family Shield Ministries. Thanks for listening. We always begin our program with prayer in the studio before we actually start, but today I wanted to begin the program with prayer as we begin. I'm in the studio by myself, but as I pray, I'm praying to the Lord, and I hope you will join me. Lord Jesus, bless today's program and help our listeners learn how to pray and trust you in all that they do. Help us all learn to pray more and worry less. In your name, amen. You know, I mentioned the pray more and worry less as even before I get started as one of the things we want to talk about. And if you're like me, you pray and then you worry a little bit and then you sometimes take back, I know I do, take back what I've turned over to you and start worrying again about it until I remember I just need to, again, turn it over to the Lord and ask for his guidance and direction. So I hope that you will know and understand that we all deal with those kind of challenges. We worry and we get stressed out and prayer can calm us. Uh, hearing how God answers prayers can be just such a blessing and, and encourage us as we uh, walk this journey of faith. So uh, one of the things that I think can help us improve our prayer life is learning what God's word says about prayer. Many people in today's world don't always say what God's word says when they tell you about prayer. They add all kinds of things that they think is correct. And so a lot of this uh, that I'll be sharing today is just coming from God's word, but there's a lot of application for our lives as we think about these things. So one of the points is Christians pray for themselves and others. You know, sometimes people think, oh, we just need to pray for everybody else. Don't pray for ourselves. No, we pray for ourselves and we pray for others. Two verses, Philippians 4, 6 and Ephesians 6, 18. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. So tell God what you need um, and even what you want, but he doesn't always answer those wants, <laughs> but tell God what you need and, and be very specific. And then Ephesians, with all prayer and petition, pray at all times in the spirit. And with this in view, be on the alert with all perseverance and petition for all the saints. So in this verse, it's actually talking about the fact that we should pray for Christians. Sometimes people say, just pray for those that don't know Christ. We don't need to pray for our Christian friends. Well, of course we do. And that verse tells us too. Another thing that the Bible says is ask, seek, and knock. Be persistent in prayer. Here's the verse that that comes from, Matthew 7, verse 7. Ask, and it will be given to you seek and you will find knock and it shall be open to you when have you had something that you were praying about that meant a lot to you that you asked for didn't get an answer or didn't seem to get an answer and then you seeked you continued to ask god for that same thing and finally you began knocking on the door 
God, you just need to help me. You need to give me an answer to this prayer. He wants us to be persistent. Persistent helps us in our prayer life. And we need to do what God's word says. So sometimes we'll just ask once and the answer is there, but other times we're going to have to keep praying. Uh, God also answers prayer with yes, no, and wait. I so often hear people say, oh, God's going to answer that prayer for you. I had cancer. Uh, I'm in remission now. Um, but I had so many people and lovely Christian people, but they would say, oh, we know, I know you're going to be healed. And thankfully, I am. But I also know from a son that I had, 32-year-old, beautiful six foot three uh, son who got cancer as well, that we prayed and prayed for him to be healed. And although he was healed as he eventually went to heaven, um, the yes that we wanted, the healing there here on earth didn't happen for Jeff. And we miss him every day. But the best thing is that we know we will see him again. He is in heaven. One of the other things we prayed for Jeff when he was so sick is that his faith would grow. Because of my three children, he was the one that, well, he went to church when we when he was with us, and he went sometimes, but there was a time there uh, a couple years before he got sick that he wasn't going to church as often as he should have, and his faith wasn't so good. But one of the things we did, not knowing this illness was coming is we took him to see the Creation Museum. And that helped him so much. We didn't know in his 20s at that time that he had made some friends that weren't Christians and were giving him some information that uh, was against uh, God's word. And so taking him to that Creation Museum just helped him so much. He was so glad that we went there and he told us all about this. But up until then, he hadn't even mentioned it to us. So he answers yes, no, and he answers wait. And just a simple suggestion, but maybe a three-year-old prays for a skateboard. And you know, they're too young, but it might be a wait. Maybe when they get to be six or eight years old, he, they're still asking for that skateboard, and then the answer can be yes. So uh, we need to understand and think about the fact that God answers our prayers, yes, no, and wait. God's concerned about the lost and wants us to be concerned and pray for those that don't know Christ. Certainly, we talked earlier, we pray for our brothers and sisters in Christ. But as we know people, as we meet people in the community that don't have a relationship with Christ, we should pray for them. That's the first thing we should do. So from Matthew 9, 36 to 39, but seeing the multitudes, he felt compassion for them because they were distressed and downcast like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Be therefore, beseech the Lord of the harvest to send out workers. Now you've heard that verse before, but um, we need to be praying for the Lord to send out workers into the harvest. And when there are people working in the harvest, we need to be praying for them. And if we can even support them, it's important. God wants us to believe and not doubt his power. Here's what he says in James 1. But let him ask in faith without doubting. For the one who doubts is like the surf of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. James 1, 6. And uh, I don't have the verse here, but 
we can move mountains when we believe and have faith. What mountains has God moved in your life? I wish I could have you answer that question right now because I know I will hear some wonderful stories. Um, if you want to email us some of those stories, witness to family at gmail.com. Love to hear them, love to share them at another time. So, another uh, issue that God talks about is to know the will of God. Do you know God's will? Here in Colossians 1.9, it says, For this reason also, since the day we heard of it, the faith of a believer, we have not ceased to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding. So God wants us to ask to be filled with the knowledge of his will. And there are many verses in the Bible that talk about knowing God's will. Uh, it, many times people are praying for things that are just aren't God's will. So we need to be clear and careful about that. I added this to my outline. Who can we pray to? I thought this would be important to talk just briefly about. Um, we can pray to God the Father. Sometimes we call him the Heavenly Father. We can pray to Jesus Christ, the Son of God. We often start our prayers with dear Lord or dear Jesus. We can pray to the Holy Spirit. Now, many times people don't think about that, but we can pray to the Holy Spirit. He lives in us as believers. Or we could pray to the triune God. We normally don't say dear triune God. We just say dear Lord or dear God. And we have a triune God, the Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. But they're each individual person. So um, normally we just say God the Father or Jesus. That's who we normally pray to. Another thing I wanted to mention about prayer is there's no specific format for prayer. Sometimes people say, well, you have to get down on your knees and you have to do it this way, or you can only pray this way. No, there's many formats for prayer in God's word. Stephen prayed, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit in Acts 7.58. We call that an arrow prayer, sharp and to the point. Well, he needed to pray quickly because Stephen was being stoned to death for preaching Christ. And uh, look up that whole story. It's a great story in Acts 7.58 about Stephen. And of course, we all know the Lord's Prayer. That's a wonderful prayer. Jesus taught his disciples that prayer. And we can use those prayers. We do say that often in church. Our children, when they're young, often memorize that prayer. Uh, and um, there are many other prayers in God's Word. We can use prayers from God's Word. I also like to talk about prayer with the acronym PRAY, P-R-A-Y. This just helps people understand what to say during their prayer. So for the P, we talk about praise. Praise God for who He is and what He's done. He is a wonderful God. Just tell Him how wonderful He is. And the R stands for remember. Now, sometimes people say it differently, but I always say, remember two things. Remember what Jesus Christ has done for you. He suffered and died in your place to forgive your sins and give you everlasting life. But also remember that you're a sinner, you're a sinner and you can't save yourself. So uh, just remember those two things. That's the R in pray. And then A, ask for what you need or what you want. And then the last is why, which is yield to God's will. 
yield to how God answers that prayer. Turn it over to him and allow him to answer in the way he will. Be specific in your prayer request. When we're specific, we will see God's answers. So God tells us to pray for kings and all people in leadership, and we should do that. But when we are specific in our prayer life, uh, and let's say we know some people that aren't Christians, and we begin praying for them by name, and we ask the Lord to work in their heart or help someone else to witness to them, or help us witness to them, at the time when they come to know Christ, we remember that we prayed for them and we see God's answers to our prayer. Um, it's just important to get really specific in what you want to happen. Many times, especially now through our Faith Family Reunion ministry that we just merged with, parents are praying for their children that have fallen away from the faith. And they think they have to do it all by themselves. But I would encourage parents that have children that have fallen away to be praying that they will meet someone that they respect and like who's a Christian who will share their faith with them, maybe invite them to their church. Uh, it, it's, it doesn't always have to be you. Look at the partners that God has given us. There are three biblical formats for prayer, individual or private prayer, small group prayer, and corporate prayer or large group prayer. So I want to just uh, stop for a second and do some announcements. Again, this is Kay Meyer, president of Family Shield Ministries, and this is our uh, weekly uh, radio program and podcast. Family Shield Ministries cares about families growing in Christ and equips them to witness to each other and to the world. The Family Shield radio program is aired on more than 50 stations in the United States and Canada, and our podcast is heard on many podcast platforms. We also coordinate the Family Shield Countercult Ministry and other educational and evangelism services. This now includes faith family reunion that serves parents with prodigals, those who have adult children that grew up in the faith but have left the faith. We recently merged with this new ministry. Family Shield Ministries is a self-supporting and a listener-funded ministry. We depend upon your support, generosity, and sacrifice to allow us to share the gospel with those who do not know him and equip Christians to serve and witness. Family Shield is self-governing and self-supporting. Please pray for us, mail a donation, or give a one-time gift or a monthly gift at our website, www.familyshieldministries.org. Now let's continue talking about prayer. I would just started talking about the three biblical formats for prayer, individual or private prayer, which you all know, but I encourage you to write your prayers down. It's what I always used to do. I still do it, but not as often. I used to have books of prayers and I would always then check out, you know, continue to pray for those prayers until God answered. And then look at that to see how he had answered those prayers. Find time to pray while washing dishes. Yep, some people still wash dishes in a sink. <laughs> while curling your hair, while folding clothes, or driving alone, just don't close your eyes when you're driving and praying. Um, and just find ways to pray. You think about it, pray about it, and you'll find ways you can pray. 
with yourself and others. Small group prayer, that's where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am with them from Matthew 18, 20. So I think one of the best small group prayers are in the home. Two or three are gathered in my name. Often uh, our families are small and two or three could be our family, could be seven or eight, but we gather together in a small group to pray. And then there's large or corporate prayer. This is when we're in church and everybody's praying together. It might be a large convention or a large Christian group. I want to read Acts. I'm going to just summarize Acts 12, 3 through 12. It's a corporate prayer. And um, Peter was arrested for preaching Christ in this story. Earnest prayers were made by the church for his release, and it was a large group praying for him. The angel of the Lord wakes Peter up, he's in jail, and the chains fall off him. The angel leads him out past guards, and he can't figure out what's happening. You know, is this a dream or is this really happening? Peter arrives at Mary's house where they were all inside praying. And uh, Rhonda, the servant, recognizes Peter's voice. And she doesn't let him in. She just runs back to the group that was praying. And she tells him, Peter's outside. I recognized his voice. And they all said, you're, no, Rhonda, that can't be Peter. He can't be here. And she finally opens the door. And they were all amazed because there was Peter, uh, having been miraculously released from prison. Um, let me just ask a question. How were the early Christians similar to us? You know? They'd been praying for Peter's release, but when it happened and Rhonda had him at the door, they said, that can't be him. We just don't always realize how effective our prayers can be. So believe, move mountains through your prayers. Uh, I want to skip a few things I was going to say because I'm going to run out of time. I want to talk a little bit about how we teach our children to pray. And uh, first of all, begin when they're young. Um, just a couple stories from our grandkids. Uh, my granddaughter Elizabeth uh, was around three when she came home from preschool and we didn't know where she was. So we went looking for her and we found her in her room with her new doll and she was teaching her doll how to pray. And she had learned a new uh, song at school and there she was teaching her doll how to pray. How cute. But she was doing that because we are a praying family and we do that regularly at mealtime and in the morning at different times and when things are happening in our homes. I always remember my children and my grandchildren when they were young, they would fold their hands and say, Amen. And they literally were so little, they didn't really understand what prayer was. But they knew that we gathered around the table when we ate. We put our heads down, we folded our hands, and that's what they would do. And it's just so precious. But they keep growing and they begin understanding that. You can help your children memorize some short prayers. You can talk about daily issues and then pray about them with them. So let's say your child that day was in a fight with a neighbor child. When you pray, you might talk about that fight and ask that God would help them forgive each other. And uh, don't stir the pot and get, in, get into it worse. Just help them learn to forgive their friends when they get into little fights. 
Pray for people you and your child know during mealtime or any time. I like this verse as I think about our children. And these words, which I am commanding you today, shall be on your heart, and you shall teach them diligently to your sons and daughters, and talk to them when you sit in your house, and when you walk by the way, and when you lie down, and when you rise up. I love that verse. I don't know why we didn't use it in our family prayer walk booklet that we created last year, because it's so good for that. While you talk while you sit in your home and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise up. This is what we do uh, as we pray as well. Recently, I did a newsletter uh, on teaching children to pray. And I just wanted to mention, I don't think I ever have, that all of our newsletters are also posted on our website. And I got several nice comments from people that read it saying, oh, I loved the prayer uh, focus for children. It was it was a, a great newsletter. So I just want to mention that. So we want to make sure that we confess our sins to each other and pray for each other so that we may be healed, something we should be doing in our homes. We, we need to get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger, and brawling, and slander, and be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other just as God in Christ forgave you. I'm going to skip just a little bit here again uh, to make sure I get in this into the program. Uh, we have a prayer cube that my daughter actually learned at a mom's group that she went to when her children were young. And we have the directions on our website. So I just want to mention that. I'm going to share it. The directions is that you use just uh, a heavy construction paper, and it gives you dimensions that you uh you fold them up into a cube. And um, I'm not going to give all those details, but then on each side of the cube, you write a prayer. And I have six prayers here. I'll read just a couple of them. And the, the kids can draw pictures. And um, when you eat your meal, if you're sitting around the table, especially when they're young, they like to do this. Seth uh, was the first one that was using it in his home after Corrine had uh, made it with a mom's group. Uh, He would, we're ready to pray, Seth, so uh, why don't you take the cube and let's see which prayer we're going to say. And he would just toss it on the table. It wouldn't break anything because it was just a construction paper cube. But each side had a different prayer. And uh, one of them for the very young ones was ABC, one, two, three, thank you, God, for feeding me. Now, that's for a very young child. So th- a lot of these prayers are for different age children. Tic-tac-toe is another one. I think this was the one Elizabeth was teaching her doll. I can't remember the tune. Tic-tac-toe goes the clock. Now it's time to pray. God, our Father, God, our Father, once again, once again, we will ask your blessings. We will ask your blessings. Amen. And there is a tune. I have to look it up. One of the sides says make up a prayer. So you can make up a prayer with your children. Uh, And uh, many others, God is great. God is good. Let us thank him for our food. By his hand, we are fed. Thank you, Lord, for our daily bread. Amen. Uh, And this one, the Johnny Appleseed song. Oh, the Lord is good to me. And so I thank the Lord for giving me the things I need, the sun, the rain, and the apple seed. The Lord is good to me. Amen. Now, I remember going out to eat with my husband and my daughter and her family. I don't know where where they were, where we were, because they moved several times over the years. 
But that was the song that young Luke wanted us to sing. And of course, we always pray when we go to, out to eat. But we try to be quiet when we pray. <laughs> but this one was hard to do. And, uh, uh, it, but it was, it was wonderful to, to sing that song. And then, you know, there's always some people that don't like you're doing that. And there's some that just say, oh, I wish I had the, uh, the nerve to pray out loud when we're out eating. So, and then another thing that I would do, um, I used it with my children and I used it with my grandchildren and I taught it a lot of times when I'm doing presentations for parents, but is a prayer chain. I love this idea. And that is just to take uh, strips of paper, you cut them and distribute them, maybe two and a half inches by eight inches. And um, if you have young children, you ask them what they want to pray for. And if they can't write, you write it down for them. But if they can write, let them write it themselves. Give them enough time to do that. And then you uh, pray those prayers. And then when you're done, you take each little strip of paper and you fold it into a circle and you staple one inside the other so that you have a prayer chain beginning to form. So if you have just uh, four people in your family, the first time you do this, you're only going to have four little circles, not much of a chain. But on a regular basis, you keep using that prayer chain and adding new chains to it as you do your next evening's prayer time. If you have company come over, you can, the children will do this. They'll say, do you have a prayer request? We, we could give you a, a, a slip of paper and we'll add it to our prayer chain. And we're, wrap, we're trying to wrap our kitchen in prayer. And the kids would always ask people about that. So it's just a fun way. But what I really like about it is that you can look back and see how God has answered prayers so the children can also see that when they're when you're teaching children to pray they often have to see something they don't understand abstract things and prayer is very abstract but this these are just ways that you can say oh look you remember you prayed for your friend who was sick she's better now uh, or you prayed for your cat or dog she's better the dog or cat is better now i know people used to laugh when our sunday school kids would bring those kind of prayer requests to me at the end of a, uh, a class. And I would always say, God cares about everything. And those animals are important to you. If they're really sick, yes, we pray for them. And, and, and we don't laugh at anybody when they bring a prayer request to us. So our time is just about up. I had a lot of other things I was going to share, but um, I, I think we touched on enough things. I do want to just, again, uh, let you know that uh, I'm Kay Meyer with Family Shield and Family Shield Ministry cares about you and your families. Let us know how we can serve you. We have lots of resources that we can share, lots of different topics. And uh, you can learn more about us on our website at www.familyshieldministries.org. Thanks so much for listening. Have a wonderful day. You've been listening to Family Shield, a production of Family Shield Ministries. Its mission is to educate and equip people through the power of the gospel to know Christ, grow in His Word, and to strengthen individuals and their families. To learn how you can obtain resources or support the ministry, go to www.familyshieldministries.com or write Family Shield Ministries, 7045 Parkwood Street, St. Louis, Missouri, 63116. And tune in again next week for Family Shield. Thank you.